0: Our first reading this evening is Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. You have given the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked from the grasp of the unjust and cruel man. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Upon you have I leaned from before my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. I have been as a portent to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Do not cast me off in the time of old age, Forsake me not when my strength is spent, for my enemies speak concerning me. Those who watch for my life consult together and say, God has forsaken him. Pursue and seize him, for there is none to deliver him. O God, be not far from me. O my God, make haste to help me. May my accusers be put to shame and consumed. With scorn and disgrace may they be covered who seek my hurt. But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day, for their number is past my knowledge. With the mighty deeds of the Lord God, I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, from my youth you have taught me, and still I proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me, until I proclaim your might to another generation your power to all those to come. Your righteousness, O God, reaches the high heavens. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you. You who have made me see many troubles and calamities will revive me again. From the depths of the earth you will bring me up again. You will increase my greatness and comfort me again. I will also praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing praises to you with the lyre, O holy one of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you, my soul also, which you have redeemed. And my tongue will talk of your righteous help all the day long. For they have been put to shame and disappointed, who sought to do me hurt. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. Our gospel lesson is from St. Luke, the first chapter. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways God spoke to his people of old by the prophets, but now in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Maybe you have heard it said that youth is wasted on the young. Youth is wasted on the young. It's our lot in life, isn't it, never to quite be content with where we are. So when you are little, you wish that you were big. When you are young, that you wish that you were older. When you are wise, you wish that you were stronger. You wish that things didn't hurt so much. You wish that you had back the strength of your youth. I looked up on the internet just before church tonight, what's the ideal age? <laughs> it's, it's, apparently it's 36, so I'm like, I'm right there. <laughs> you might disagree and you'll tell me afterwards, I'm sure. <laughs> but apparently, apparently the ideal age is somewhere between 36 and 50 because you've got this, this intersection of uh, still having some youthful vigor and also having all of the experience of life piled up. It's kind of like the, the middle of that bell curve. You know, the fringes are where things aren't so good. But when you're in the middle, when you're in the prime of life, that's, that's when things are good, that balance in the middle. You have as much ahead of you as you had behind you. You don't feel like the end is coming. You also don't feel like you're not there yet. You're just where you want to be. You've got the benefit of experience and wisdom, as well as the benefit of well-being. I talked to somebody recently who is near the end of life, quite old, in fact, and this was one of the sentiments that came up in our conversation. Things are winding down, I wish that I could see better. I wish I could hear better. I wish my fingers worked better. I wish that I wasn't going to be forgotten. I wish that I had things back. I wish that things were the way they used to be. It's true, isn't it? Even when you're young, you can entertain those thoughts about how it's all going away, how it won't last forever. So many are forgotten when they die. So many are left behind. So many pass through youth to the prime of life and then on to the end, and that's it. A giant sweep. Tragic, I know, and I just spoiled the room, spoiled the mood in the room talking about that. But think about it. Think about how true that is, how devastating it is, how tragic it is. Think about, I was thinking about Noah, a man who Uh, works to do what God has given him to do, who accomplishes everything God sets before him, who puts him on, on an ark to keep him safe. There he is with his family. He's built this magnificent ark. He's done the best thing he's ever done in his life. And guess what? There's nobody around to appreciate it. They're all gone. Nobody but him. Nobody but him and his family. Even then, when you hold on to what God has set in store for you, even then you feel the world fading away, the world slipping away. But there's this key, and this is what I said to this person who was lamenting old age. Maybe no one will remember me, maybe I'll be forgotten. As Noah is on the ark, floating there in the waters, and the rains have stopped, and you might think he would begin to wonder whether the flood was gonna go away, whether this boat would hold water, whether it would be okay, whether when they landed on dry ground, there'd be anything for them. The Bible puts it this way, it says, and God remembered Noah. And God remembered Noah. Which is important because the memories of people, memories of this world, aren't much of anything. Just as the praise and acclaim of this world aren't much of anything, just as Mary says today, the might and power and riches of this world are not really anything. They all go away, and it's true. And we're right to lament that if We have put our hope in those things. If we think that the prime of life really is the prime of life, then we have a lot to regret and a lot to lament. If we think the center of that bell curve, when everything is just as it should be, when we finally have made it, if we think that that's the goal, if we put our stock in that, then we will be gravely disappointed because it does not last. It goes away. God is up to something in view of that tragedy, in view of that reality. He's up to something monumental, and we hear it in our lessons tonight. This is what God is up to, a great reversal where everything gets turned on its head. You heard it over the last two weeks. Two weeks ago, we heard Elizabeth, who was barren and old, having her reproach taken away from her as she bears a child in her old age. And then last week, Mary, who is really too young to have a child, not even married yet. And there, she has a child. It's not anyone in the prime of life. It's not anyone with strength and vigor. It's not anyone with anything to be proud of. In fact, it is people who are full of reproach, people who are despised and looked down on by the world. It is those people to whom God sends his angel Gabriel to announce good tidings of great joy. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. That's what he says to Mary. That's what Elizabeth says to a Mary, most favored one, this one who is not favored by the world, and in fact, who now bears the reproach of Almighty God as everyone looks at her and wonders how she could be so special, how this could be good, this situation that she finds herself in, and yet it's good because God has said so. And that's what Mary sings. That song, we're going to sing it again later the Magnificat, that song is a song about this great reversal. Think about what it it is for Mary to sing that song. We talked about this last week, what she's facing, the road that's ahead of her, and in spite of that, in spite of everything that comes at her, she sings this song, My soul magnifies the Lord. That is, my soul can't comprehend how grand, how great God is. Even in this, even in this, that he has... Put something on me, a burden too heavy for me to bear on my own. Even in that, my God is great because, look at what he's doing. He who is mighty is turning things on their head. He's showing mercy to sinners, to those who do not deserve any goodness, to those who are lost and straying, to those who prefer the darkness to the light. It is to those people, it is to you and me, that God has sent his light. That Jesus has come to forgive our sins. Mercy for those who fear him. The proud, on the other hand, those who are full of themselves, those who think that they have made it or have figured it out or thought that they did and are holding on to that, not willing to let go, it is those who are toppled. He has scattered the proud in the imaginations of their hearts. What a great way to describe pride, human pride. It's a fantasy. What do we have to be proud of? The mighty... Those who are strong, those who sit on thrones, those who wield scepters and swords, they have been tossed down. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones. And he can do it, the Lord God can, with a thought, with a word, with a breath. And so he does. As the angel comes into the room and announces to Mary, not in a palace, not in a kingdom, not in a castle, but in a lowly place. A child to be born in a stable of all places exalting those of humble estate. The rich, those who think that they can buy their way through this life, those who accumulate and heap up for themselves things that are good in the eyes of this world, the rich, he sends away empty. Just like that. It's all gone. Whereas those who are hungry, especially those who hunger and thirst for the righteousness of God, it is they who are filled with good things. Filled in the way that God fills things, not in the way that you and I do. Maybe you get three quarters of a cup of coffee or maybe a half of a cup of coffee, but full, overflowing, running over, pressed down, shaken together, good measure, filled with good things. That is what God has in store for the likes of you and me, just as he did for Mary. Picture that. Her empty womb, not fit to hold a child at this point in her life, her empty womb now full the Son of God, fuller than full, just as she has been filled with good news, as in fact the angel Gabriel came to her not just with news for her, but news for the whole world. This is what makes Mary blessed among women. It is that God comes to her and announces that she's going to bear the Son of God in her womb, but it's also this, that Mary, hearing God's word and submitting herself to it, knows that this is not just about her, but that this is good news for everyone. After all, the child will be called Jesus, the Savior, the one who has come to fulfill all the hopes of Israel, the one who has come to save us from despair and tragedy, the one who has come to turn things on their heads so that no longer just in the prime of life do you feel like you have it, But so that as a child and as an old man and anywhere in between, you can hope in this, that God raises the dead. That he raises the dead. You heard this in the psalm. O God, from my youth you have taught me. And still I proclaim your wondrous deeds. The psalmist is thinking about these things. You started when I was a child. You started teaching me your goodness when I was little. And now I've grown up and things have not been so good. Because that's the way the world goes. And now I'm reaching old age and gray hairs. O God, do not forsake me. The psalmist is marvelous for putting his trust in God. O God, do not forsake me. Your righteousness, O God, reaches to the high heavens. You who have made me see many troubles and calamities. You who have made me bear reproach. In taking away things from me. In giving me things that I cannot bear. In showing me your name. In giving me your own son. To carry in this world you who have made me see many troubles and calamities you will revive me again even though the depths of the earth should swallow you up you will be brought up again by your lord and savior that is the prime of life that's the ideal age the age at which you trust in god however little however big however old however young however frail however strong no matter when if you trust in god if you hear his word and believe his promises whether you're breathing your last or taking your first breath you of all people are blessed our god is great and he promises comfort and that is the joy of this advent season it is that the world though it thinks it will keep on spinning just as it always has and sort of throws up its hands at this tragedy we get to rejoice our savior is drawing near he has done so already he's died for us he rose for us and he will come again